Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly, along with Get Wisdom founder and director, Carl Mollison. This week, we're going to take a look at creator's perspective on hypocrisy. I'm sure that's nothing you're familiar with, Carl. You want me to define the word for you, perhaps? No, I don't need to look that one up as it happens. <laughs> this is a big, fat problem. I, I, this, this is a serious one. This is a serious one, indeed. And of course, everyone will disown anything to do with this uh, subject, probably. Oh, there's no hypocrites on the planet, right? You'd well, ask everybody point blank. Not us. <laughs> That's right. But, but some of the other folks, you know. Yeah, but it, this is a serious problem, and and it pays to listen to Creator about this, because there's some really powerful things that are going to be discussed here about how prevalent it is, where it's coming from, and what to do about it. Absolutely. Well, we should get and, right and into to it. to avoid it oneself. Yes, absolutely. You ask Creator... Fine for me, but not for thee. For many folks, nothing represents evil more than blatant, naked hypocrisy, the open and even at times championed display of inequality. In fact, it's probably safe to say that few things reveal a true lack of divine alignment than unabashed and bald-faced hypocrisy. What is creator's perspective? Okay, and as a channeler of creator of all that is, this is what creator answered when I asked that question. These are Creator's words. This indeed is a fair assessment of the low order of thinking involved with a hypocritical perspective and actions done in a hypocritical fashion, knowing on some level within the being what is truly right and just and fair, as well as being in divine alignment, and then choosing to do something lesser in the assumption one is entitled or there are special circumstances allowing the person to skirt around the rules, so to speak, and favor the self over others. That is basically what hypocrisy means. It is a favoring of the self over others. And this is the basic reason why it is so roundly criticized, seen with horror and disgust by others, and regretted at times by those who truly do not do know better and are still enough in alignment to know they've transgressed in a significant way. Hypocrisy is a suspension of morality in a sense, allowing one to float along above the fray, not subject to the rules applied to others, or even they would dictate others must follow, and so on by adopting a special set of circumstances and rules for themselves, elevate their own person above others, and create a basic state of unfairness with their thoughts and actions. Well, I can say I'm glad I didn't attempt to give a definition because I can't hardly beat what Creator said here about what it is. And uh, it's definitely a problem for sure. Well, it's concise, it's to the point, and it's pretty damning. You know, this is really an ultimate kind of, well, maybe not an ultimate kind, but a, a serious form of selfishness. Absolutely, absolutely. And we're going to explore that a little bit more right now, I think. Is it useful to think of hypocrisy as the anti-golden rule? All right, and Creator tells us 
This can be a useful perspective because it is the opposite of the stated aim of the golden rule, to treat others as you would have them treat the self. This creates a basic equality and fairness across the board. If one does not hold themselves to a lower standard that is expected of others and in that action treats them unfairly, does an injustice of some kind, but then expects to get off scot-free while bending or breaking the same rule themselves, this will often be maddening to outside observers. Such individuals seem not to be aware they are doing so, or perhaps are so insensitive and inured to the importance of being in alignment with all one does, they simply ignore the reality they are committing an infraction of some kind and will be causing harm to others. What they fail to see in this is they are harming themselves even more greatly than the injustice they are causing. This is no different than any other kind of misconduct. It will be seen by the law of karma, and there will be a day of reckoning that comes along when anything they have gained will be taken away from them, and more so by the law of karma, meeting out justice to them, even as they deny justice to others, perhaps long before. But eventually, karma will do what's needed to restore balance once again to the universe. In a sense, the golden rule is reflecting a basic operating principle of everything in the universe that all depends on balance, and balance is a requisite for smooth functioning in a divine expression which takes into account the needs of all and what would be fairest to all involved in anything that happens. When someone acts selfishly to get away with something, they are, in effect, taking something away from the universe to some extent. They are robbing the universe of a loving equanimity, a balanced fairness that is the availability of an equal amount of love to all. In that selfish act, they are throwing the universe out of balance, and it will have effects far beyond the person doing the harm and the person or persons they are influencing most directly. This is a lesson people often fail to learn, given an entire lifetime, because they do not see the causal connection between their own actions and a distant event when karma is finally catching up with them. It is far better to comport oneself according to a general rule of good behavior as a kind of insurance against making a misstep that will cause serious harm to oneself inevitably. Well, I have to say that's an interesting perspective, this idea that you are robbing something from the universe itself by engaging in hypocrisy. But uh, it, it makes some sense to me because basically you're acting like you have no responsibility to the universe, you know, and that the universe is temporal like you're temporal, and when you're gone, who cares what happens to the universe? It's a, it is a very, very selfish attitude. Well, it's born of ignorance, but ignorance is no excuse when it comes to the law, and that, that's true for the law of karma. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. We're held to a higher standard, and that's part of the teaching and the learning lessons of life. We're supposed to figure this stuff out. Right. So the longer it takes, the more trouble we're going to be in and the more of a backlog of unhealed business we're going to have. So it's good to get started and work at this diligently. Absolutely. You ask, Creator, 
a cynical question for the guilty is, are you sorry for your transgression or are you sorry you got caught? It seems few things elicit the dreaded pangs of conscience more than knowingly being hypocritical. But some people seem to have no problem with this. It might even view hypocrisy as a kind of sport, even pushing the envelope to see just how, how much hypocrisy they can get away with. In fact, this seems like an apt description of interloper behavior. What is Creator's perspective? All right, and this is what Creator says. People who live hypocritical lives are often far along the spectrum towards non-alignment with the divine and at the extreme end, live lives of depravity in major respects where there might be criminal conduct and exploitation of others. This all relates to the ability to have compassion and identify with the feelings of others who might be harmed by something and to ignore their plight in service to the self and skirting around rules. So one ends up gaining an advantage denied to others and will be reassured by their success, their greater security, and may even feel smug as it is indeed a reward to the ego to have that power and be able to exercise their influence to take advantage compared to people who are in more alignment and will not choose to disobey rules to gain an advantage and therefore suffer in comparison. But it is those who follow the rules and are in divine alignment who truly have the high ground. Those who break the rules and live according to a double standard they get away with through lying and false posturing to hide their misconduct are undercutting themselves and in effect digging a hole to lower themselves because the law of karma will reckon with their poor choices. And at some point they will need to pay a price to rebalance things thrown out of alignment by their misdeeds. Well, you know, this is a, a very problematic choice for people to engage in because, you know, we do live multiple lives and there is karmic that, that comes around again. But to me, some of the problem could also be like, you know, let's say you play a musical instrument through many, many lifetimes, you're going to get increasingly better. And then you come into a new lifetime, you could pick up a guitar and, you know, in a couple of days, be sounding like a virtuoso, you know, because you, you, you burn that skill deep into your, your soul, essentially. And I'm thinking the same is probably true for hypocrisy. If you get really, really good at being a hypocrite, that can become kind of grooved in and become very difficult to overcome. Well, that could get a karmic pattern going, and that is typical, really, of wrongdoing. Many people repeat the same errors, and the reason is karma itself works to set that up. To be an issue in the lifetime they're launching into again. So there'll be a gene expression pattern that's put in place so you've got the right DNA, maybe to have a chronic illness to struggle with, or a certain temperament where you maybe are quick to anger and that's your nemesis and you fly off the handle and have done it in life after life and hurt a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And so yep. now you come back and you're just the same. You, you, you haven't learned, you haven't grown, you haven't changed. And so the, the exercise is, now what? Can you finally, finally find a way to wrestle this to the ground and overcome it? So that's the challenge. We're here to work on ourselves as well as helping the greater good of all of humanity because we're all needed and yep. we leave a hole when we're not there. 
with our finger in the dike. So. <laughs> Absolutely. You asked creator, one of the most widely used tenets of pop psychology is the idea of projection, that in effect, in, that in an effort to rationalize our own behavior, we project that everyone around us is just as guilty. Sure, I'm a hypocrite. What's the big deal? Isn't everyone? And to take it even further, accuse others before they can accuse us. Or in keeping with the anti-golden rule theme, do unto others before they do unto you. What is Crayer's perspective on the projection of one's hypocrisy onto others? All right, and this is Creator's object lesson and tutorial. This is very much a trap that perpetrators create for themselves to spread their poison and create additional victims through their selfish actions to live a lie in some way to serve themselves at the expense of others, even as they are criticizing others for similar conduct and posing as authorities on the subject and claiming to set an example for good behavior, while behind the scenes they are violating their own would-be rules. This is a very cynical and shallow existence. Those who indulge in such conduct and are blind to their own hypocrisy are very close to resembling the interlopers who are so corrupted they lack morality altogether. This can happen for people as well. Many humans in positions of leadership get there by adopting hypocrisy as a working tool. So they maintain a public persona that appears to be an exalted one, so they can claim to have all the virtues one could want and the strength of character to be admired by all, even though behind the scenes they might well be lying and cheating regularly and doing all kinds of manipulations and even criminal behavior because they're able to do so without feeling guilt. That is a hallmark of inner corruption to a high degree and is the characteristic of sociopaths when there is an extreme absence of conscience. Many chief executive officers of corporations, as well as politicians and others who rely on public support and visibility, are sociopaths because they can ruthlessly outcompete others and may well have a sordid history of backstabbing and sabotaging the careers of others to get ahead. It is unfortunate in your world that ruthlessness is so often rewarded because it is mistaken for strength and competence when it's all too often someone who's living a lie but putting up a false front of solidity. This is the danger of hypocrites succeeding with their false front misrepresentation to perhaps cast dispersions on others for doing what they themselves do and perhaps even to a greater extent. It is a well-worn and highly successful propaganda ploy because the assumption is if you're accusing someone of something, you yourself must be pristine in order to have that privilege and would never be engaged in a similar misdeed or inappropriate conduct because it would be just too brazen to imagine someone doing that. That, too, adds to the likelihood of success of the hypocrite. When they are devoid of a conscience, they can look into a camera without batting an eye, smile, and deflect criticism with a disarming counter-narrative that may be based on lies entirely. But their poise and seeming confidence will usually be believed. People do not like to think those around them are liars and manipulators and simply misrepresenting themselves in a hypocritical fashion. 
but it is all too common because of corruption by the darkness. Uh, this is this is such such a key point. This idea that um, you know somebody who stands and accuses others is pristine in order to do so, you know, and that they wouldn't possibly be accusing something of, that they themselves are guilty of. That that seems preposterous. Yet I encounter that belief amongst my peers and family and people that I know all the time, where they just can't wrap their head around the idea that somebody could stand up in a podium in a, in a, in a sharp dress shoot, suit and, and look you straight in the eye and lie to you, you know, and be a complete 100% hypocrite. They just they can't wrap their heads around it. Yeah, well, th- this is the problem. We're too nice, you know, basically, yeah. most of us. Or many of us. I, I don't know what the exact count is. Right. But, <laughs> but you see a lot of this. You see a lot in politics, especially. I noticed this where there's accusations against an opposing political party or political candidates or people in office or out of office wanting to get back in. And then it turns out those accusers were doing the same thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. It happens see, over and over. It just seems too common. Yeah, there's too much hypocrisy out and about. So we're going to really kind of uncover this a bit, strip it open, and and uh, give it a good airing. Indeed, and we'll do that when we come back and we'll get wisdom right after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the second segment of Get Wisdom. We're looking at creator's perspective on hypocrisy, and uh, it's turning out to be probably a bigger topic than I anticipated initially, Carl. Well, it seems to be a common pitfall in life, in having to make one's way under difficult circumstances where we're competing with one another, you know, more than is probably healthy and good for us to be doing, but it's sort of the nature of the culture. 
we're kind of beaten down and suppressed and we struggle and then we struggle against one another more than we struggle with one another and that creates all sorts of opportunities to be phony and try to gain an advantage and so on and so th- this comes out in in people and it's also a pattern after the forces of darkness because this is how they operate yeah so yeah, they they teach us to do all kinds of bad things because they know it'll get us in trouble <laughs> well hypocrisy is something that gets a lot of people in trouble for sure U.S. Creator, do as I say, not as I do, epitomizes the problem of hypocrisy in parenting. There's probably not a parent alive who has never been guilty of this, which speaks to the very heart of the issue. Children may be naive, but they are not stupid. Few things damage the image and role model duty of the parent than hypocrisy. Can Creator comment? All right, and this is what Creator says. Public figures, more often than not, engage in hypocritical behavior quite frequently, but people in the general public are not living with them and not relying on their assistance personally, and will often not see the misrepresentation because they don't know the backstory and cannot research it themselves. But when you live with someone, they are on display, and eventually their true nature will come out in the open, and you will see them for who they truly are. You may not fully appreciate all the nuances, the causal elements for how they came to be that way, but you will see there is something deeply wrong and will take offense when you end up being mistreated by someone who is a hypocrite and in no position to criticize because they may well be a poorer example of what they expect from you in their own doings. Children will see through lies and misstatements of their parents because they are able to reason and have a highly keen intuitive sense of the synergy of the energy behind people's words and deeds. They will know when their parents are lying, for example. They might not appreciate why a lie is being told, but they will know something is not right, and they have an innate sense of fairness and will feel it keenly if they are being mistreated or held to a higher standard than the parent themselves exhibits. That sense of right and wrong is because children are innately more in divine alignment than adults, simply because they are more recently coming from the light and have not been corrupted as much in the current incarnation. Sometimes there may be karmic influences arising in the very young that will throw them out of alignment and make them quite difficult to deal with and quite a disruptive influence, such that even young children can sometimes engage in criminal activity. Because it is such a karmic pattern for them, it will be rumbling and engaging them with inner challenges and causing them to fall back on taking the easy path of covering up misdeeds with lies. But for the most part, children are more young, innocent, and trusting because they are more in alignment, and it is the contrast between those expectations and their being treated shabbily by parents, simply being selfish in the moment, and perhaps too demanding for their own convenience, even as they visibly neglect their own lives. So children will see this and will have a strong negative emotional reaction. It might be internalized entirely, but will cause great stress within them because the yearning of the soul will be seeking something more for them and for their life. 
and put them in conflict then with the parent and the parent's wishes. Some children will act out and may even become a problem for society if they are too abused and then seek retribution beyond the home and the wider setting of the community or the school classroom where their emotions boil over and they may begin to harm others or become defiant with their teachers and so on. Parents have a sacred duty to shepherd the young because they are guardians of their soul as an advocate for them until they are mature enough to take over that responsibility on their own. That is every bit as crucial as seeing to their personal safety so they do not run into traffic as a toddler or have access to household materials that might be poisonous and sufficient childproofing is done so that it cannot play with sharp objects or experiment with electrical sockets and so on. That investment in being honest, fair, and respectful in maintaining a kind of balance in the relationship with their children is a critical element of parenting in order to help raise a confident and successful, well-balanced child who will cope with life and thrive to become a well-adjusted and successful member of society. A hypocritical parent is one of the worst possible negative role models a child could be subjected to because it will be quite harmful in teaching many false messages about life and will inevitably cause children to adopt inappropriate negative beliefs about themselves, their own worthiness, and the trustworthiness of adult figures, and so on. Well, lots of true wisdom here, you know. And, you know, I, I'm both a parent, but I, we were also children at one time too, Carl. And I remember one time I picked up a uh, a cord that was cut, and I, I plugged it into the wall to see what was happening. It sparked all over the place and scared my poor mother half to death. So <laughs> it's interesting that creator kind of pointed out that kind of thing because uh, I actually am guilty of it. But but this is, you know, this this idea that the parent is the guardian of the child's soul until they're old enough to take over, that is a profound responsibility and something that I haven't heard quite put that way before. Well, and this is the plight of the non-believers who are growing due to the secular movement. They're ignoring their children's spiritual development, safety, orientation, and future happiness because that's all going to depend on whether they can partner with the divine successfully to bring divine interventions to bear when it's needed to save them. Yes. And to help them be well-adjusted and happy and protected from the darkness. There is evil forces out there, big time, preying on humanity. And we're in danger, frankly. And, you know, who's going to protect the little people, the little young people? It's yeah. the parents. They're yeah. on duty. You know, it's interesting, but I just had a little bit of an insight that the word praying, P-R-E-Y-I-N-G, the antidote to that is praying, P-R-A-Y-I-N-G. <laughs> you know, and, and the children need to be taught their nightly prayers. You know, we got away from that, that habit. But uh, we're learning in this project how critical it is. Well, and it's treated too trivially by so many. Yeah. You know, it's kind of flipping a coin. You know, is it pray or is it pray? <laughs> that's, that, that's a rather... Uh, disturbing analogy but you know there, this is life is it not yeah. the yin and the yang the good and the bad the yeah. 
the light in the dark. And uh, this is what we go round and round with. I think it's on point. U.S. creator, much of our entertainment is problematic, to say the least. A common theme in dramas of all kinds is hypocritical behavior followed by a comeuppance. A popular song refrain is, all you need is love, but when it comes to popular entertainment, it seems the number one formula in use would reward the refrain to, all you need is a comeuppance. This love of a comeuppance doesn't appear to be exclusively human either. What is creator's perspective? And creator says, from one perspective, having a comeuppance in response to poor conduct often is arranged by the law of karma. To rein in someone as a way of teaching them the error of their choices and providing an incentive to do better if they can learn the lessons and write their own ship, so to speak. So a comeuppance can be well-deserved and a good practical working solution to provide the kind of feedback needed to help people get back on track and rethink the excesses of their conduct so they can become better people. But all too often, people see an opportunity for a comeuppance in a selfish way, in being an opportunity to seek revenge and not only challenge someone who is a hypocrite, but expose and embarrass them in the bargain and perhaps subject them to humiliation and great discomfort. To be sure, this does restore the disempowerment that may have happened through being under the influence of someone who is hypocritical and mistreated for a time. But we would remind you of the truism that Two wrongs do not make a right. So there's a difference between resisting mistreatment, using reason, logic, and an appeal to fairness and common sense decency, and looking for a moment to get the goods on someone, and then seek retribution in a way that is damaging and spiteful. The staging of a comeuppance is a common tactic used to disarm others, to deflate their ego, to undermine their power, and frankly, to make them suffer. It is not the job of humans to punish one another. It is the job of humans to help themselves survive and to help others see the errors of their ways in a constructive fashion. Fighting fire with a fire is always a poor choice because it will more likely than not compound the problem or create a new one. This is why expressing hatred as a motivating force, even when dealing with a perpetrator who has wronged you, is a faulty strategy because it may well backfire by creating an even bigger enemy than before. Someone who is hypocritical and being a thorn in your side because they may enjoy special privileges denied to you is one thing, but having them resent and hate you because you have publicly shamed them could make them a mortal enemy, and at an extreme, they might even seek to destroy you. That is a high price to pay for simply wanting to get even and make them squirm. This is particularly likely to escalate when you are dealing with an extreme narcissist or a sociopath. So there are right ways and wrong ways to seek justice and a better world. Well, this is this is such such a critical point because really what Creator is pointing out here is essentially to err as human and to forgive divine. This is really a discussion of forgiveness, even though Creator never actually used the word here. Uh, but it's it's critically important to not you know pour gasoline on a fire, and and basically that's the advice that's being given here. 
Well, and there's there's wisdom in it. I can tell you, I have many <laughs> clients who have tales they tell about such matters. Oh, yeah. they've they've gone to bat for themselves and been a bit imprudent, and then started a reign of terror yeah. <laughs> when it started with an inconvenience. Right. <laughs> And their perpetrator was more than up to the task of escalating the conflict. So this is the people who are really hardcore, the, the narcissists and the sociopaths. They're capable of doing anything. They might not. They might not turn to violence. They might not commit a serious crime. But you don't know. You never know for sure. Yes. It's, it's prudent to not, you know poke your adversary too 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 harshly you know that's that's just good advice you know and I, you know I'm a, I'm a lawyer trained and uh, I practiced for a little while and one of the reasons I stopped practicing law is because I ended up fighting with my clients more than I fought with the opposition you know everybody every, the people that ended up coming from, to me for representation always wanted to get revenge on their opponent you know and they wanted me to be the instrument to do that and uh, I, I, I ran it from that at the earliest possible opportunity <laughs> Well, I can well imagine that's not a role I would want to have. It's not how I think. It's not how I operate as a human being. And I'm I'm grateful for that. Yes, absolutely. it's hard to deal with people who do work that way because in a way they have a bit of a tactical advantage. Yeah. They're rough. They're tough. They're no nonsense. They'll do and say anything. And I've seen such people at work. They'll go in a court and they'll lie through their teeth. They're all smiles. They're charming. And they're phony, but no one can see it because they're smooth. Oh, yeah. They're extremely yeah. confident and they're believable because they've practiced. They've learned to do that. So yeah. this is not an easy thing. No. And one of the more disturbing things that I have encountered, too, in that was, you know, you can have somebody that's a nice person. You see them, you get to know them over the years, you think everything's fine. Until somebody really trips them up. You know, you, you see this in relationships a lot. You know, people that you thought were the sweetest people you ever knew, and the second that they're betrayed in a relationship, they become monsters. It's like, I don't even recognize this person, you know? So this, this gets at the idea of how much healing we need to have because we're all carrying baggage around and that baggage can come out at a time and shock everybody. Well, we tend to have hidden inner demons. A lot of people are possessed by dark spirits that bring out the worst in them because that is what they do. Yep. This is what we mean by interlopers. And there's extraterrestrial manipulation of our world big time with mind control programming. And this all sounds loony. But it certainly explains what is happening because people it's, act irrationally and do it without blinking an eye. And it's they just, just seem to make it worse, not better. It's just, especially well, lately, my gosh. Exactly. But the way you can make it better is by checking out the Lightworker Healing Protocol. You can download our ebook at getwisdom.com slash LHP. That's getwisdom.com slash LHP. You can learn about the training that we have to become a practitioner of the LHP. Or you can sign up at getwisdom.com for our Lightworker Healing Protocol services, where somebody who is a practitioner can do the protocol on your behalf and bring to bear 
uh, really tremendous benefits, miracles in many cases. So be sure to check it out, gatewisdom.com slash LHP. We'll be right back with more Gate Wisdom right after this. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the final segment of this week's Get Wisdom. We're talking about creator's perspective on hypocrisy. Um, unfortunately, I don't think any of us need, an, <laughs> need a, a definition of it. I was joking when we began this show, but uh, it, everybody, I think, has experience with it at one level or another. And hopefully uh, for you, the, the audience, that's it's less than others. So, But it's, it's a huge problem, and I think this is an important topic that we're treating today, Carl. Well, it's a little late to throw in a definition at the back end of the program, but it's True basically enough. being two-faced. So, Yes, absolutely. You ask creator, few things are more galling than hypocrisy in politics. It's so bad that one might be tempted to think that politics is hypocrisy. Is hypocrisy in politics inevitable? Are we naive in expecting politicians not to be this way? All right, and this is what Creator says. The reality of your world is that politics breeds hypocrisy and hypocritical leaders because your world is corrupt. And those allowed into the corridors of power become corrupted to get there and to stay there both. It is typically the most ruthless, the most hypocritical among you, and frankly, many who are sociopaths, but almost universally extreme narcissists, who can survive the rough-and-tumble world of politics because they might even enjoy the jousting, being insensitive and self-serving with a high degree of entitlement and inflated egos to make them feel the most worthy and privileged. This imbues them with great self-confidence, and projecting that makes them appear to be a very strong and effective leader, and this fools many people. 
In actuality, it is worse than that because the world is controlled by interlopers and only those who can be manipulated in turn by the interlopers are allowed to be successful in politics for the most part unless there is an unusual degree of divine protection in place for a candidate who might get elected by being in divine alignment and having enough popular support from those who share those attributes. This is getting more and more rare with the level of corruption now the order of the day in your world. Many political leaders are frank sociopaths. This makes them highly manipulatable because they have no compunction to take any particular stance that might be called upon, even one that is inimical to the interests of the public. If it is made to seem like it serves the politician, they will do it because they are selfish individuals and hypocritical in their dealings with the press and public. They can lie with ease and switch positions with breathtaking ease. The very nature of politics is a kind of game to see what they can get away with. Even the names of the bills passed through Congress are the opposite of what they are designed to do in their titles. This is an ultimate hypocrisy on a grand scale done under the noses of the public and the so-called watchdogs of the press who themselves are hypocrites because they are divided along the lines of political parties they support. And rather than being watchdogs, they are advocates for their own party and attack dogs against the opposite party. It is the people who are the losers always because the system is designed to serve the political parties and the politicians to make them rich and powerful in the bargain. They simply do not care about the country or the people they purport to serve. This, too, is an extreme hypocrisy that cheapens everything. And this is why they are part of a system that most of the time is in gridlock and nothing gets done of any value. The legislation that gets passed is primarily intended as a payback to special interests who have donated to their political campaigns. We do not enjoy presenting such a cynical perspective, but this is the reality of today's world all around the globe. The interlopers are all sociopaths, whether dark spirit meddlers attached to and corrupting people from within, or the physical extraterrestrials who manipulate humanity and truly run the world through a hidden cabal. They, in fact, enjoy undermining everything worthwhile that humans might seek to accomplish. This loads the dice against the betterment of humanity, because only the hypocritical, self-serving, corrupt legislative proposals have a chance of being voted into law. That mass hypocrisy is, in essence, an apt description for the highly successful strategy of the interlopers to divide and conquer. This they do by getting humans to identify with one of many warring factions. This will require much hypocritical thinking and behavior, but is done with little self-reflection because it is manipulated to happen through mind control. So all will be lining up with what they're likely with what are likely narrow and self-serving vested interests 
while maintaining a hypocritical stance that they are there to help the country advance and serve the people. This is a prescription for continued debasement and degradation of the quality of life and the future survival of humanity. Uh, you know, the creator basically said that there's fewer and fewer opportunities for those in divine alignment to get into politics. And I think that just underscores the size and scope of the problem. And that really politics is not going to solve our problems. It's just this, the, the solution to mankind's dilemma is not politics. It's healing. And that's what we're getting into next. Yeah. Divine healing. Absolutely. We need solutions. Let's talk about them. Can creators share how prayer work and the Lightworker Healing Protocol help everyone, human and non-human alike, become less hypocritical? Okay, here we go. Creator says, the answer for hypocrisy is a return to divine alignment. When people are in alignment, they will see clearly when something is fair and just that promotes a balanced fairness and true equality of values and what is not. When people have been corrupted, their judgment will be faulty. They cannot be expected to enact a balanced approach to much of anything because they will be biased inevitably and limited by that corruption to be insensitive to what is faulty and complacent about many things that fall short. This will create much inertia and freeze in place a standard of living that is mediocre at best and even steadily worsening, with no one raising an alarm. What is needed to break free, to open the eyes of people, so they can begin to see the outlines of what is wrong and what might be needed for the betterment of humanity, will require much healing. This can only be done with divine help. Humans simply do not have the wherewithal to do this entirely on their own. They are in too deep. They are too corrupt, they are too limited in their perspective, and too biased in their judgment, and too heavily conditioned to expect the worst in things, and be complacent when it happens. Everyone can participate in turning this around and solving the problem of evil that underlies all that is wrong in your world once and for all. The corruption is succeeding because people are disconnected from the divine and do not appreciate what this costs them. They are allowing themselves to drift away from any kind of spiritual practice and losing their way in the bargain. Your very being and existence depends on the Almighty for your creation in the first place because you are literally a portion of divine consciousness allowed to be a free agent for a time as a new initiative to expand the possibilities of the universe. What you do with that freedom and the power inherent within you by virtue of this lineage will be determined by your choices, as that is what freedom means. You are on your own to do as you choose. The place to start is with prayer. We have given you a series of recommended prayers to cover the basis of all that is needed for humans to become happy and successful, to empower themselves, stay protected, and receive divine guidance, healing, and protection. Through prayer, you can make the most of this divine birthright. Without it, you will flounder and you will fail. We cannot save you unless you ask to be saved. 
that requires your belief in us and your belief in your own worthiness to receive divine support. If you surrender to the ignorance and complacency of your current world, you are doomed. Only those who seek help will get it. If enough fail to do so, they will end up going down with the ship along with all the others who are lost. To make this more likely to be successful, the very best you can do is to have work done on your behalf with the Lightworker Healing Protocol or learn to use it yourself because it will provide a lifelong tool to work on all that is ongoing with your karmic history that hinders you and set it right. It will also work in parallel on the interlopers who manipulate the world, you included. That is the very most important first step. If the perpetrators can be healed, this will remove the biggest impediment to your success and happiness. If the interlopers can be persuaded to withdraw and leave you alone, for the first time, you will be able to make rapid inroads with healing on a mass scale. The Lightworker Healing Protocol is ideal for this, and it will catapult you to a better future with a tremendous expansion. It is what is needed to create the actual likelihood of an ascension to raise humans into a higher dimension altogether. Your destiny can be either with the darkness or with the light. The choice is up to you. We have given you the tools you need. All of the religious people around the world through all of history have been encouraged and enticed by the divine to seek our assistance because it is sorely needed. That has been partly successful, but there has been too much corruption to disempower the religious people to fully appreciate they must do more than simply worship the divine. They must worship themselves enough to ask for divine help to make them and the world a better place and build their faith once again that the divine is real and there to help them. This is a battle you can fight and win within the privacy of your own mind and heart. It is up to you to make it happen. Relying on others will lessen your chances of your own survival. Well, I want to point out that we have a prayer book since Creator was talking about Creator's recommended prayers. And you can get those at getwisdom.com slash prayer, getwisdom.com slash prayer. Uh, you can also get our 10 Principles for Divine Living at getwisdom.com slash 10. And while we're at it, once again, download the Lightwork Healing Protocol ebook, getwisdom.com slash LHP. But it's, it's incredibly critical here that people understand that in order to get the help we need, we have to turn to the Creator and the Divine. We need partnership with the Divine because this is a bigger problem we can solve on our own. Yeah, and, it, and it's sad that it has come to this. But if you look back on history, when was there a time when people were all hale and hearty and everyone was happy and there were no conflicts and it was a kind of an idyllic Eden? <laughs> Maybe at the very beginning, the very launching of humanity, but not since then. It didn't take long no, for the no. darkness to show up. There, there might have been some pockets that we would call primitive peoples that lived close to the land and faraway jungles that, we, that nobody ever bothered. 
they might have been closer than we are to that idyllic kind of existence, but uh, no more anywhere on the planet is that the case, for sure. Well, is, this is the intention. Yeah. To rein everyone in, to corral everyone, and disempower everyone, and subvert everyone, disem- and discourage, and yeah. diminish everyone. And they're really softening us up by wounding us every way they can think of. And that's considerable because <laughs> yeah. they're, they're very advanced technologically. It's the ETs. Yeah, yeah. And they weaponize dark spirits to be yeah. attackers, to and go this, after people. This is precisely why we cannot solve this problem on our own. Because it's we're, we're being hit from every angle. You know, we don't have shelter. We're, we're naked in the open, so to speak, and the crosshairs are all over us. You know? uh, we need a champion to come in and, and help us out. But that champion wants to be our partner, you know, and... Uh, we have to work in unison with that champion, which is the cre- which is creator in the divine realm. Um, well, there's probably no bigger example of this disconnect than the response to the current pandemic of yeah. COVID-19, where people are living in fear and changing their lifestyles and really suffering through lockdowns and, and not being able to work in groups and all of the people losing their jobs because they're, they can't function under those conditions and it's hurting the economies and on and on and on. And, and even with that, you don't hear people talking about God. You don't hear hear people talking about prayer. Nope. It just doesn't, it's like it doesn't exist at least within the media. And they're even keeping churches from holding yeah. holding congregational uh, services and and, yes. and it's it's a travesty because we need divine help yeah it's a war on religion yeah absolutely and and even in previous pandemics like the great plague of the middle ages people went to church they prayed and that helped bring it about an ending to it prayer is a is a is a facilitator that can bring great healing and solutions and something that people well, need to turn back to unfortunately and, and God, we're out of time Carl all right well <laughs> We'll, we'll pick this up in another session, another day, in another way. So, blessings and be well. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. 